you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop over at the Comic Mike Pickerel. Mike Pickerel, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on. We follow Mike Pickerel everywhere. And because you're the funniest one, you're the only, only one who matters in life and in comedy. You are, <laughs> Mike, you are Mike Pickerel on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Good. Now, now, when we follow you here, are you going to post, like, I think you write satire and you do it for a sports site. Now, do you, do you tweet about that or no? Uh, yeah, whenever uh, it's, it's kind of freelance. So it's only intermittently that I do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think they actually just moved off their website over to Substack, but it's called end of the bench sports. Um, so I, yeah, I write uh, satirical sports articles and like jokes for them and stuff. Good. Now, yeah, so tell me, I want to learn a little bit about writing satire. And so satire is like, explain satire to me, but it is basically like an onion thing where they're like, you know, they present something that's totally serious and actually they mean something totally different. And so, so tell me about satire. Uh, you know, are you particularly interested in sports satire? Or is that just the writing gig you got? And, you know, kind of take me, take me through your writing process, you know? Like sure. in terms of how to pick it, are you just writing headlines? Cause some of these things are just like the headline's so great. And I click on it and it's a reductress thing where it's just a fucking headline. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm like, no, I don't care about that. I want to read the fucking article. Well, yeah. That's hilarious thing that you came up with. Yeah. Um, so uh, I kind of got started doing satire. Actually it was within my first few months starting comedy. I had submitted to do like uh, some internship, some very brief like seminar with the onion um that was about three years ago now um and so it was just like this two-day like seminar you'd kind of like learn to write satire from them and i mean you really hit the nail on the head you're present you're uh presenting something that appears uh genuine but it's actually false or it's imaginative um i i'm just kind of a general like big chicago sports fan you know i'm a huge bears uh white Sox, um bulls fan um you missed and, you missed a couple is that yeah. is that because you like the socks and not the cubs and maybe hockey sucks uh no i i actually most of my family are big hockey fans i don't i like the blackhawks i don't watch hockey as much until the playoffs yes because it sucks to watch like it's like, yeah. so, it's like soccer like i think I, some stand-up comedian or some comedian just talked about that he's like hockey it's like the announcer is always surprised when there's a goal and a sport should not be like that. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, no, I, I, and yeah, it's true. I can never really tell what's going on until like, if there weren't a siren, when the goals went off, I would have no idea what happened <laughs> the entire time. It's like, why, what happened there? I don't know. I saw a puck going in that, but what's that have to do with anything? Yeah. Like, exactly. I, mean, I, I think that's your measure of like how much you like or dislike a sport. Like if your your hometown, like, how far does your hometown team have to get in the bracket for you to be interested? Like me for like the bulls back in the day and I could watch the whole season. It's fine. Yeah. Or like the Cubs, you're like, well, because my family watches it, you know, I'll go ahead and maybe turn on a playoff game or whatever. Right. But if the hockey, you know, Blackhawks winning the fucking <laughs> winning the Stanley cup or whatever the fuck, I'm not even going to watch that. And so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, um, you know, kind of in, in terms of what you know, is your favorite sport? I mean, is it, you mentioned bears first. Is that to say you're a football guy? Yeah. Okay. And did you play? No, not at all. I am the least coordinated, most unathletic person you would ever meet. You have to be coordinated and athletic to play football. 
Well, or that have some serious brain damage. Oh, um, no, yeah. That would not help on. with comedy. Actually, it could be unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the unaware comic. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, oh, we need you to write satire. And you just write like things that you think are actual headlines. And they're like, yes, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, oh, it's just because he has brain damage. Oh, yeah. like, it, it's all and it's all very sad. Like, so, so for example, the recent DeMar thing where De, what, DeMar or something or other on yeah. the bills, a safety on the bills collapsed because he's hit directly and he was hit it with such perfect timing on the heart that they're like yeah man if you hit a heart at exactly that part of its rhythm it will fucking stop yeah so like as far as writing satire about that is that something you would ever do or is there something that's even too you know the whole too soon thing is there i mean normally you don't come to that with sports because normally people aren't collapsing on a field but like are you a risk taker could you even write a satiric article about that Sure. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> You're like, yeah, totally. yeah, man, I already did. I already yeah, did. no, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there, no, nothing's really off limits. I mean, I'm not a particularly like edgy guy or edgy comic by any means. Most of my stuff comes through imagination, but like, if you've got a joke there, it's worth writing about because like, ultimately when you're writing satire, um, you're poking holes in generally, uh, accepted, uh societal norms and stuff and the societal norm with that is well uh it's okay for people to play football when in reality like i watch football i partake in you know all that stuff but at the same time like if you're writing satire about it you're just proving it's not safe i mean the onion had a great um i think it was the onion who had a article about it just the other day (laughs) about Um, about tomorrow uh, it was about, it was either, uh, I can't remember if it was the onion or end of the bench. They had uh, something about uh, the football revenues coming before the players. And it's like, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Cause it's, it's almost like, it's one of those jokes where you're like, you know, you can, people can get upset about it, but you're like, it's not actually a DeMar joke. It's actually a, you know, football right. greedy joke or whatever. Yeah. If, I think there, there's a big, big comedian. I forgot. Um, Ari Shafir. Yeah. So after, yeah. Col- after Kobe and his daughter died or whatever, like he was making jokes that second. And yeah. like, and somebody what, and one comedian who was on my, my thing was like, yeah, dude, like if I see a comedian, like I love Kobe so much that if I see a comedian, even though somebody I know in my feed joking about it, like I will block that person. And I'm just like, yeah, they, yeah, you're right. Like if you love somebody so much, like you can, you can fucking just kind of take it really seriously and stuff. And it's like, once the daughter gets involved, I, I, I really, I don't envy any comedian trying to make that funny. Cause even if you're like, well, Kobe's rapist, blah, blah, blah. You're just like, his daughter was in the fucking helicopter or whatever. That's yeah. It's just, that's just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole, but like you said, some edge lords, that's where they live. Yeah. And that's, go there. that's, that's a little bit, I, I'm not a big fan of provocateurs in general and that's, but I, and I did find that, I mean, maybe I'm being a huge hypocrite here, but I did find that a little bit different in that it was more a personal tragedy than it was a statement about basketball. Um, So it's like, I don't feel like it's as ripe for satire as were it to be like an injury on the court or. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that that begs the question, like, like you said, like, because it's a, because it's NFL, there's a lot of things to tease, right? Yeah. You know, just rub some dirt on it. You know, NFL coach says that's probably something that's something, you know, somebody could write, but absolutely, you know, is, is that a topic? You know, is somebody, you know, is, is death of a beloved figure? I suppose there's angles in which to do it, but the Kobe one is particularly tricky, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to be harder. And I mean, you see like with the, with writing satire in general, and especially with something that was that unexpected and tragic, um, you have to ignore your first two or three takes on whatever that is going to be, you know, Kobe doesn't pass. How or how could Kobe pass? It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you and every other person has already thought of that. You really have to dig deep and do something clever. Uh, and I mean, like that's true with comedy in general, but I feel like especially true for for writing satire. Um, well, that's actually, I mean, like no, so that yeah, I haven't even heard that one. So I have a whole lot of timeline full of you know former comedians who've been on. Sure, and Kobe doesn't pass is almost okay because you're like. You're almost telling Kobe not to pass. Like, don't right. don't, don't fucking die, man. Like, right. But I it's thought, such I thought Kobe easy. doesn't pass, man. Come on, bro. Like, yeah, but you're right. Like, generally speaking, no. If right. if there's parallel thought, is because everybody's rocking the first, second, and third jokes. Exactly. But, and that's, I mean, so I mean, I guess like, so there's angles at which to take it, but I almost think you take the opposite angle and just kind of make fun of the edge lords who are gonna fucking whose careers are gonna fucking die. <laughs> uh, you know, careers of edge lords also die along with Kobe. Like, meaning like. Yeah, like you can, and that would not be a Kobe joke in that situation. It would be exactly, the difficulty yeah. of writing a joke, and so, so as far as like you know, writing satire and stuff, and I, I, I kind of interrupted your career, uh, career pro- progression, but just like, can, can you write satire for anything? Like, is sports necessarily uh, have to be involved, or can you just write sports for anything? Can you write satire for anything? Um, I feel like at now I probably could, um, sports is just my preferred medium because for me, like there's so much humor in care and like sports fans in particular, like there's so much humor in caring about something so deeply. That means absolutely nothing, you know, like, yeah, well, yeah, I think Sai saw that joke. He's like a minute before you're rooting against the guy. Now you're rooting for him just because he got traded. You're, you're booing the clothes at this point. Boo. Yeah. I, don't know I, was I, I, mean, I don't love Seinfeld jokes too much, but that was one where I thought it was Seinfeld. And I was like, that's funny. Yeah. that That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, there's, it's just so ripe for parody, like with how seriously t- people take, I mean, there's a whole billion dollar industry around just talking about sports. Like, that's so absurd to me. Like, and I love sports, but like the idea that like there's talking heads on TV, just breaking down like stuff is just so absurd that it's like hard. It's almost hard not to write about it. Yeah. Cause they're doing it in such a serious way. A lot of the time. Exactly. But then Oberman used to do that shit. And you're like, he's yeah, Oberman. he's like one of the most serious dudes ever. Yeah. And so not to do it with a comedy take would just be ridiculous. But like, and, and I think whatever you, you're right though comedy is so broad and satire is so broad that you know it can be written about anything and so to be able to have a, a vertical you know like a sports versus whatever like it, you know it's everybody can feast at the trough of comedy mm-hmm. you might as well split it up into little little silos like like sports because then those fans will gravitate to you etc like if i did that sort of thing like i was thinking about doing it but it would be in music and so music sure. is another kind of vertical where those people know dick about sports right sports people know dick about music so why would you try to branch out and do everything but i mean and i guess i was bad like babylon b the other day because i thought that i didn't even understand that ocasio cortez reference that they had but then since then I've, I've written i've read a lot of good headlines of theirs i'm just like if you're good at this shit like the onion or maybe babylon b i don't know if they're good or not I mean, right i'm just kind of they're coming on my radar because they just got let back on twitter i thought yeah it's just like if you're good enough you really can take anything from any angle as long as you're funny yeah 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, not, not to just agree, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> far be it for me to, for, to agree with the podcast here, but yeah, yeah right. you're like, that's pretty blunt direct there. I, I, yeah, I no, but, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, as long as you're finding a unique and interesting angle. So like to kind of go back to the stuff I'm doing for end of the bench, um, like for them in particular, they have uh, every Friday, they'll produce a show called like short sports that you can find on Instagram and YouTube. Um, where they just kind of do like one-liner jokes about like sports events throughout the week. And then uh, throughout the week, they'll post like articles of stuff. So it's not just headlines. Um, it's it's like a full, and then you, you write out the headline and then the full article as well. Thank God. Um, and so like, like how much do you have to pay attention to, you know, how much do you have to, if you're writing those one-liners for the weekly show or whatever, how mm-hmm. much are you having to pay attention to sports generally? Because you probably can't just watch a Bears game and, and get all you need. You, you need to kind of watch what? Channel 7. <laughs> it used to be Mark Greco, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he said something inappropriate and got well, canceled, that, which is Yeah, fun. that brings me back. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm an old dude. I'm from Chicago. Like, you know, we grew up with the Chicago media. So yeah. Was, you know, like I lived in Chicago for uh, a decade or so. Okay. But, but we, we were raised in Joliet, so we still had the gotcha. Chicago media presence so we still love the Bulls and we still you know got a Jim Rose or Mark Sheen Greco we were Channel 7 family of course yeah <laughs> maybe you weren't but um if you were cool you were watching Channel 7 yeah so, no, like, definitely, do, you, definitely. do you feel that like you have to at least watch the local highlights to be able to write enough one-liners to get enough of them into that weekly show for end of the bench sports yeah well, with how popular sports is and it's so often in the zeitgeist that like um you can just go to the gym and like while i'm like running on a treadmill or something they'll have something on tv and just like even the stuff scrolling along the bottom screen you know i'll just come up with an idea for something like that or just like you know you can do just kind of even even the most basic research can lead you to something really imaginative i mean the last uh article i had published for them was um something to the effect of like uh it was when uh tnt announced that uh, the inside the NBA guys got a new uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, and so the article I had wrote for them was that uh, inside the NBA announces a new deal for uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq, and, you know, Kenny, and what's the other guy's name, uh, to guard the gates of hell. Um, <laughs> so... So then I, and then I wrote a whole article about them, like what it would be like for like the inside the NBA crew to like go, actually be guarding the gates of hell. Oh, that's like, so. get that shit out of there, block it. Yeah. Shot, like they're keeping side out of hell. Exactly. Out. exactly. That's cool. So you really are able to kind of scratch that imaginative itch. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I find like, you know, that's kind of the, there's a lot of room for imagination and satire. Like, just biting social commentary i feel like if you're just constantly bombarded with that yeah. it can get kind of like odious a little bit um but also that's like the babylon beef thing i think the some of this yeah that's kind of turned me back around is the fact that some of it was actually you know not a politics joke it was more just kind of a flight of whimsy or, or a being imaginative or whatever exactly that's cool that that's kind of where you live because that stuff's more likely to be picked up i would think yeah it's it's just trying to like find stuff from different angle i mean there's there's always room for like you know biting social commentary but then you know you also have to have room for like a lighter or like a different angle on a piece or like something that's just completely out of the blue you know yeah because i almost think the social justice angle might be the equivalent of a first or second joke like with certain figures with certain sports figures anyway 
You're like, oh, you know, absolutely. like if there's a boxer who's been, you know, a domestic abuser as well. I think your first 10 jokes about I yeah. don't know what the fuck that, you know, that guy's name is, but uh, Mayweather or whoever. Oh, your sure. first 10 yeah. jokes are going to be, you know, domestic, domestic. Yeah. Events. It's like your 11th one, man. It's like, man, you got to be pre- pretty creative to get, to get a non-domestic abuse joke about Floyd May- Mayweather that are as popular as some of the ones that are about domestic abuse or whatever. I don't know if that made sense. But like, how, how competitive is it? Like end of the board, end of the bench or otherwise, like how many are you submitting? How many are getting published? Are you able to kind of, you know, any rejects are you able to kind of retool and submit under a different sports player's name, you know, like meaning like I wrote this about Floyd Mayweather. It didn't really work. Let me now do it about Pacquiao or something. And, and are, is there alternative outlets that you're turning to with some of your rejected material? You know, that's a great question. Um, to be honest with you, like I'm actually kind of in the past week, I've just been kind of um, seeing about, cause there's, there's actually a ton of different sport, like not just sports, but like satire websites. Yeah. Um, uh, end of the bench is the one I've worked with most commonly. Um, but you know, like the onion is like hyper competitive. Um, I don't know if they're accepting external submissions right now. Um, they have like a team of writers and all that stuff and they'll have, um, they will have some comics write for them as well. Um, but the stuff I'm writing for end of the bench, you know, it is somewhat competitive, but the thing I like about it is that it's a really welcoming atmosphere. Um, and they're pretty, they're good about publishing like good quality stuff. Like they'll reject an article if they think it's not good enough. Sometimes they'll let you retool it, but also like, like you were saying a lot of the time, like if, if something's just not good enough, I don't want to just like recycle it and change the name necessarily. Like I usually I'm just like, you know what? This was, this was a first take this. I need to scrap it and like move on to something else because I'm more likely to have a better take. And, you know, it just makes you a better writer. I think too, like, yeah, you should learn to edit and like take your tools, but also learn when to just like call it quits. Because like you were saying, um, when it comes to like those first 10 jokes, like sometimes you just have to write those yeah. just to get them out of your head, <laughs> you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're hanging on, you know, if you're thinking about it, but not writing it down, it's something that it's, it's, you're hanging on to it. And it's exactly. Baggage. Like you said, like, let's get it out. So it doesn't sit in the front of my brain or the back of my brain. Let's, let's at least push it to the back of my brain or out of the brain entirely. So that some other cool shit can percolate in the front of the brain. And I guess that's like, it's also an opportunity to see what you're bad at. And so if you find out yeah. a lot of things are getting rejected by all publications, not just any. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're like, oh shit, maybe I'm just not good at the social justice angle. Yeah. Maybe that should be the last joke I try to write because I shouldn't, I should stop kind of wasting my time on a certain thing when I'm so great at being absurdist or imaginative yeah. or whatever. And any, you could always like try to build up that muscle later, but just like, no man, like I enjoy being fucking absurd and it seems to work. So let me take, let me spend 90% of my time doing that. And then I'll try to, you know, get better with the social justice thing at some other time. Exactly. And you don't have to like be good at everything, you know, like there's, there's some, some people that are like utility guys, but, but <laughs> where they're, they're pretty good at a lot of things and yeah, not really good at anything. But like so much of comedy, exactly. And so much of comedy is just about being your most authentic self. And that's when you're at your funniest. So like, for me, like I'm a weird dude and I like, I think and say weird things. So like, yeah, being absurdist with my sports satire or just satire in general, if I'm writing that or just my comedy stand up, 
like yeah it's just gonna be better if i'm weird because that's who i am yeah. you know and i love that they'll start to expect they'll, they'll give you the column they'll yeah. give you the mike, mike pickerel column where he's just fucking he said strange ass shit and that'll be yeah. the name of the column because people begin to expect it they're like i see this kind of event happening in sports i really think mike pickerel is going to have a crazy take on it let me read that particular like exactly. have you have you thought about doing your own sub stack on this stuff yet um per, no i like kind of working with like other people just so i can see their angles and stuff too yeah. um it's so good for development right to be in kind of a writer's room it's good for development um yeah i mean like i we actually only recently connected all of us had like a zoom call the the end of the bench writers um recently even though it's like kind of freelance and anybody can submit um the ones of us there are some of us who submit the most often and like have higher publishing rates um so we kind of all got together and had like kind of like a little writer's room thing and it was a lot of fun you and know so, someday like, you'll get a, a massive contract to guard, <laughs> to guard the gates of hell right yeah exactly that's what we're looking for <laughs> well I, I saw that end of the way end of the bench uh uh end of the bench sports that's end of bench on twitter that that kind of tweeted that out and of course uh yeah of course tagged you but then you retweeted it and so now i can retweet it right Great. now right now um because uh and, and you can find you can find all that funny shit because i love that just picturing those f- <laughs> fucking charles and shack yeah. at least <laughs> i mean kenny too and the other guy i loved how you called him the other guy i thought that was the headline yeah. but like you know to see them guarding the gates of hell is amazing but we we find all this funny stuff at mike mike pickerel on both twitter and instagram and you'll find very quickly because he says strange shit that he <laughs> has those names because he's the only one who matters mike pickerel thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me